Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. President Obama says the United States respects the decision of the British people to leave the European Union. Speaking in Palo Alto, California, the president said key alliances with the U.S. won't change. The EU will remain one of our indispensable partners. Our NATO alliance will remain a cornerstone of global security. And in a few weeks, we'll be meeting in Warsaw for the NATO summit. And our shared values, including our commitment to democracy and pluralism and opportunity for all people in a globalized world. The president said he's spoken by phone to British Prime Minister David Cameron and is confident the U.K. is committed to an orderly transition from the European Union. House Speaker Paul Ryan says the U.S.-U.K. relationship will continue as usual despite the Brexit. He expects today's initial market volatility to level off. Obviously, markets going to react when new news and information like this occurs. I believe the markets will eventually stabilize. Russian leaders are speaking out on the U.K.'s historic decision. President Vladimir Putin says it isn't the Kremlin's position to, quote, interfere in decisions made by Britain. Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev said the result had, quote, risks for the world economy and therefore the Russian economy. The NYPD says it will be on high alert for this weekend's NYC LGBT Pride March. The festivities are expected to draw about 1.6 million spectators, many more people than usual. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping equities lower, part of a global sell-off with the S&P down 76 points to 2037, a drop there of 3.6%. Our coverage continues right here on Bloomberg and an invitation to stay with Bloomberg Radio all weekend long for our continued coverage of Brexit, including special editions of Bloomberg Surveillance Saturday and Sunday beginning at 7 a.m. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Oil tumbling on with most commodities, a global flight from risky assets after the U.K. voted to leave the European Union. Whether the route last depends on how world governments deal with the turmoil. We turn now to Fadlgate, Gate Managing Director and Oil and Gas Analyst at Oppenheimer & Co. to get his analysis of what this political, economic, financial event means for oil. Fadl, how surprised were you by the outcome? It's uncertainty. It's uh, basically fearing the unknown. Uh, No one really knows exactly what the impact will be. Very difficult to uh, quantify. But uh, the sell-off is likely to uh, level off, and I would not be surprised at all in the next few days and few weeks uh, Oil prices will recover on strong, on strong fundamentals in general. Uh, demand will continue uh, to move, at least, you know, parallel to what we have before. But supply is coming down, so therefore oil prices are likely to move higher. The question is not if, it's when and by how much. Okay. In fact, uh, the International Energy Agency, uh, which is a Paris-based advisor to industrialized nations, saying in a statement today that the fundamentals of oil and supply demand remain unchanged after the vote, basically echoing what you're saying. But I get follow with the with the main risk, or perhaps the only risk, be uh, if there's 
some kind of global recession. And I just saw some news breaking on the Bloomberg terminal having to do with the UK and Moody's United Kingdom outlook, apparently uh, too negative by Moody's, the ratings of firms. So obviously for the United Kingdom, this is reverberating. Is that the, oh, is that the main dynamic that could change the supply demand balance yeah, for this- oil? Yeah, basically, global economic growth will entail certain demand level, and if that does not materialize, obviously, you're going to lose the other part of the equation. It's supply and demand. We can talk about the demand, but supply is heading down. There is no ifs or buts about it because the industry uh, has cut capital spending significantly over the last two years. The industry has trouble maintaining production, let alone, you know, growing production when oil prices were 80 and $100. So nobody should expect that the industry would be able, no matter what they can do, of course, saving and, you know, efficiency improvement and all these things, will not make up for the drop of $50 a barrel. It's just impossible. So demand will, you know, move sideways, but supply will come down. So therefore, the balance is due. The question again is when? Is it going to be by the end of this year or early next year? You know, um, we had our Bloomberg Intelligence Latin American economist on today, Felipe Hernandez, who said basically this is just not such a big deal for the Latin American countries, maybe some impact on the Bank of Mexico if the peso gets hit again. Is it kind of a similar story for the Middle East that this will be watched from afar? It'll be that you know, we have our own issues, our own you know things. And of course, this is one of the this is the region where you most watch for oil geopolitically. But no repercussions, no connections that matter here be with the EU. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have to remember also the growth in energy and oil demand is not coming from Europe. It's coming from outside of Europe and the U.S. And this is where basically people look at the demand supply and the demand is not coming. It's coming from China. It's coming from India. And they will have very little to do with whether the U.K. is in the European Union or outside. So where do you see the price of oil going, Fadl? Well, we still maintain that the new normal is going to be somewhere in the 60-plus dollar uh, level. Uh, 50% of the U.S. Uh, producer cannot sustain operation unless or until oil prices ex- exceed $60. So this is the price that we are going to see. Uh, when that's going to happen, again, you know, could be in six months, could be in a year, but $50 oil is not sustainable because the longer we stay at $50, the more decline we're going to see and the bigger the upside after that, when the market gets back into balance, we are going to see a surge in oil prices, which I do not want to see because we'll create the same cycle again, and we really don't need that. So, you know, slow increase in oil prices over the next 6 to 12 months will get us to $60, and that will be a sustainable level. That sounds pretty good for the global economy. So, as someone who's watched... Um the world and markets and geopolitics for so long. What do you make of this decision? Is this the end of the EU as we know it? I was in Europe 
uh, actually uh, for a few weeks in the last couple of months. And I can tell you, uh, most of the people that I talked to in London especially, uh, they were not very happy at all with being members of the European Union. They complain about, you know, people coming in, you know, raising real estate uh, prices, making life more difficult, uh, competing with them for the same jobs and things like that. So these are, you know, part of nationalism that unfortunately is going throughout the whole world. Fado Gay, thank you so very much for joining us from Oppenheimer & Co., where he is oil and gas analyst. Our special extended Brexit coverage continues right here on Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF.